tonight. We are three blades at home. Uh, sadly, John was unable to join us last minute, so we are we are a bit of a make do amend group tonight without our uh, usual tech uh, leader. Um, so hopefully this will record and we'll be able to put something out, even if it's just a brief uh, thirty minutes from the three of us. Um, joining me tonight, obviously, we've then got Phil. Just about. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and Dan. Evening, chaps. Evening, everyone. Well, look, it's been a while. We've had good intentions, but as some of you know, life often gets in the way. Um, the season's been and gone. We hope to have done a season review, but we've not managed that. But we thought it was worth just getting together this evening just to have a little chat about, let's just say, the state of play. There's a few things happening around United at the minute. We've had a departure. We've had agents and national team managers meddling in club affairs and, and, and players' minds. Um, we've got some players making international representation, hopefully giving themselves a confidence boost. So we'll chat around a few of those things uh, tonight. So maybe if to start with, maybe we just talk about the, the one certainty in all this, the player that's left the building. I think you've got to let Dan start that as well. Away you go, Dan. I mean, I know Bader Bremen have just got promoted, so he's not going to a German powerhouse, but they're a big old side in a decent league. This, this lad has got some agent, really has, hasn't he? Obviously, we're talking about Oliver. I, I assume that he might get after us a similar or maybe smaller-sized club towards that would, again, think they could get a tune out of him and then his career would take a, you know, a nosedive and he'd end up playing for Hansworth Paramore in a couple of years' time. <laughs> Don't do Andrew Paramore at his service. Yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, he's, got, he's got a decent move out of this, hasn't he? He's you know, a decent side in a decent league. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm, the I'm, not, I'm not quite sure how he's engineered this or how, he's, how his agent has it. I think the, it's been said a few times, hasn't it? He must have got the best agent in the world. How many, how many clubs think there's something there? We can still get a tune out of it when Forest, Leipzig, us, West Brom, Celtic, haven't. Scotland. Celtic. Haven't. Celtic. Yeah. Who did he go to in Spain? Were it Osasuna? I'm not sure. He went on uh, Al- Al- Spain Alaves. To... Alaves. Alaves. Sorry, Alaves. Yeah. But so, the, you know, there's, there's all those are reasonable, reasonable sized clubs with you know with with a couple of. Or at least one proper giant in there. Um, I, I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. I think it was um, friend of the pod, Alan Pickard, said on Twitter today that it takes a special kind of player to have scored the winning goal away at Old Trafford in a team that was horrendous and still be people glad to see the back of him when he leaves. It's just balmy. Our, our player's universally derived by a set of fans, isn't it? And he's still got himself a big move. I mean, you look at the. I look. I look back at some of the worst strikers we've ever had at Bramall Lane, and and the ones that spring to mind immediately in my lifetime are Paul Williams in the late eighties. Play, played on the same. Played on the same team as Paul Williams, and he had his he had his sandwich shop on Church Street. He had uh, Churchill's on the corner. Of Church on uh, did it yeah. Church Street near Campolenio on that. And, when I worked at the Star, we used to win there a lot. We got to know him and he ended up playing in a, a charity game with us. And 
bearing in mind he was an ex-pro, there were at least four or five players on that side, and I'm including myself in that, as a very, very average clogging centre-half, who were better than he was. <laughs> I can believe it. I, 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 I've played against pros and ex-pros and stuff like that, and they always stand out. They didn't stand out in the slightest, and he was playing with a load of pissed-up advertising executives. I mean, kind of, kind of. If we if we're talking pissed-up advertising, advertising executives level, that's my probably their memory of Paul Williams. I just remember him being six foot odd, and when he jumped to win ahead, he was about five foot four. Anyway, there's him, Connor Salmon, Billy Painter. But I think it comes to something, and maybe it is the value for money element, when I'd probably say Ollie Berg was quite possibly the worst of the lot. I think it's... I, I think, yes, he's a bad footballer, and he was part of a bad transfer deal. I think it's, all, I think it's almost... And also the kind of period of time he represents as well. Mm. The kind of period of time when we were absolutely awful, let's be fair. But for, for, you know, the majority of his time with us, we were awful. We were awful in the Premier League. And we were kind of stumbling about under Slav before uh, before he went out on loan. It was obviously the time where the Wilder had obviously he kind of almost fallen off his pedestal a bit in terms of what a what a god he was. The fans weren't happy. We couldn't get to go to games. We wasted money on him. We swapped him. We swapped him for a player we'd only bought for a club record fee. A few months earlier, I think it's just everything. It's just—it's almost like the perfect storm of shitness. Yeah, perfect storm, a shit storm. Like, well, if we've got a seven-figure fee for him, I can only assume it's fifty thousand six hundred and fifty-six pounds thirty-two <laughs> pence. I think it's pi. I think it's pi to six decimal places. It's three pound, three pound one point four two. That—that's the seven-figure sum. Is it, isn't it? A, a, I've read somewhere there's there's no fee. It's on performance related, which is basically meaning we're not going to get anything. So it's so there's no fee then. <laughs> Unless it's shit performance related, in which case we get more for every time he's shit. I mean, or, we have to, or we have to pay them every time he's shit. <laughs> I'm guessing we just de- we just wanted him off the books, didn't we? We wanted him off the off the wages. I'd be interested interested to see if we're still picking the penny of his wages or if they've actually. It's an interesting one because Bremen, like you say, just coming back into the Bundesliga. I think they were relegated season before, so they bounced straight back. But I mean, they were playing Europe not so long ago, so then it's not you know sometimes happening in Germany with like Schalke went down, I think, and, and one or two others that you might think of yeah. big clubs. But you know, if, if if they're not paying his wages in the top league in Germany, I'm, it, well, I am disappointed. But B, it shows what an awful deal it was. I don't think there's anything else to say about Oli Burke, is there? He's gone. Really. Keep running. Don't, don't, don't darken our door wherever again. Thank you very much. I suppose, actually, that is the one bonus. He's not playing in the Championship next season and comes back and rubs his noses in it even well, more but and plays a worldly yeah, against I, I, us. I'll be honest, I think I would have rolled the dice on that one. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I haven't seen If there's anyone that could break the ex-player, come back and do as well, who would do? That fucking flannel. And talking of flannel of a different kind then, obviously another thing that came out in the news recently was the talk from uh, the Norwegian national manager, Solbakken, who was obviously stating how he felt that 
Sander Berger needs to move. He needs, needs to play at a better level than us. He's better than that. And that's the only way he'll, you know, he'll, he'll improve as a player and he has to get out. That was the gist of it. I think if anyone can remember any more detail of it, but thoughts on that? I mean, I, I just thought, I just thought it was... the windows out? I, I think he'll leave. I'd, I'd be surprised if he's here at the end of at the end of August or whenever the transfer window shuts now. But I, I just thought he was massively disrespectful. And I think Heckingbottom got the tone of, of, of his response really, really well as well. He, he, he kind of alluded to the, the Championship's one of the best leagues in European football. If you look at the standard of, of the second tier of any other country, it's nowhere near the level of what the Championship is. If you look at the top tier of a lot of, yeah. a lot of uh, European leagues, so you could, obviously, it's, it's obviously the Premier League, um, La Liga... Bundesliga, Serie A, and a push. Are you gone? Yeah, and Eredivisie's has got some good sides as well. But that yeah, beyond yeah, the top yeah, four or five, in Eredivisie most of them, three or four good sides. Yeah. yeah. PSV, Feyenoord, take them out of it. It's, it's at least it's it's a best championship standard. Yeah. Even France, you know, you take PSG and you know, your, your other kind of Marseille, Monaco, Lille, those guys. Yeah, that, that sort of thing. Not a good standard. So realistically, he's probably playing week in, week out in the fifth or sixth most most competitive league in Europe. And let's not forget, he came from Belgium. Yeah. Where where Shop were on the brink of Europe the season before last, relegated this season. Company has come to Burnley to manage because he couldn't get a tune out of Anderlecht, who had the you know the biggest club, probably most money in Belgian football. Yeah. You know, I think they forget where these players come from. You know, he had a choice. Yes, he came to a Premier League club. There was risks attached to that. You know, despite you know the, where we were at the, when he joined us. You know, he, to me, I, I think the thing that surprised me at the minute is the the lack of any clubs being linked with him. You know, really explicitly, and I, and I mean that you'll always get you'll always get your teenager in his bedroom creating a Twitter account and putting out any old players who will come around and linking them with clubs. But you don't. I don't. I haven't seen anything that seems to have any substance behind it at this stage. He's been linked with Leeds because obviously they've lost or are losing Phillips to Man City. But yeah. I don't know. Is that just lazy journalism? Just kind of looking at central midfielders who Leeds might be able to afford because they've got cash on the hip. Yeah. I'm not sure. Not sure him and Phillips are the same player for a start. They're not. I, no. I, I tweeted about that at the time. They're completely different. If anything, I think he weakens them. If they're bringing him in to play that Phillips role, we can. We've seen how averages as as that kind of holding sort of defensive midfielder. That's not his game. So if they're trying to replace Phillips with someone like that, good luck to him. I think it's interesting. You know, at the end of the day, we're on first of July tomorrow. And is the, is the window closing slightly later this year? I can't remember. Just because it all seems a bit concertinaed. But, you know, if we're saying... That he, I, I think he'll be at the start of the season. Like you say, whether he's there when the window closes might be a different matter. And certainly if he starts the season and starts the season with two or three good performances for us, that will probably seal it, I guess. But it's... Um, season starts in, what, five five weeks? 30th of July, isn't it? So... Yeah. yeah. Oh, four, four weeks, four on, weeks on, on Saturday. Saturday. So I, I just think it's what I suppose the way to, to sort of wrap this up is yeah, absolutely disrespectful. You know, Burgers 
clearly maintained a dignified silence through it. And for me, let's enjoy, if we get to see him at the start of the season, let's enjoy it while it lasts. For me, if you're, if, you're no, if you're the Norwegian international manager, I'd rather have him playing game in, game out for a championship side than going to a Premier League side and sitting on the bench three weeks out of four and getting 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Surely with a World Cup on like four months ago. You want him playing week in, week out. You don't want him going somewhere else and having to acclimatise and publicly, you know, fit into their system and not playing week in, week out. Get him playing. Would make more he, sense. He's like you say, even if he went to Leeds, is he a player who walks straight into that Leeds team without, like you say, a degree of you know build or acclimatisation? I don't think he is. Oh. Yeah, it smacks of someone who doesn't appreciate what a what a competitive league the championship is. The, the crazy thing, though, isn't it? It wasn't Salt. Was he not a win Wimbledon years ago? Came over, yeah. Played in, played in, uh, played in England for. Him. Yeah. yeah. Or was it? Or was it a Wolf? No, it was a. Uh, was he not a Wolves? No, it was Wimbledon. That was it. He's managed Wolves. He's managed Wolves, hasn't he? Was part of that. He definitely played over here. I think it was part of that. Part of that and Norwegian influx in the 90s, weren't I? That was it. I've just looked now, played six games for him. The name rung a bell over here, obviously, on here long. Um, and then would manage Wolves for 12 months. Less than a, a season. Did well, so though. That's that probably the familiarity. So, you know. I, yeah. I, for me, Berger showed his worth towards the end of this last season. Yeah. Started to really show what we knew he might be capable of, albeit, yeah, a level lower than what we bought him for. But yeah, what I will say, what I will say, if he's going to go, which if we think he is, could do with him going sooner rather than later. If we can hang on to Gray, if not, the last thing we need to do is lose him three days before window shuts, and then suddenly we're you know we're scratching around and can't bring anyone in. At the minute, there's nothing happening at the minute. the starting eleven is weaker than it was the uh, you know as the final game of last season because obviously we've lost Gibbs White and the squad is weaker because we've lost that uh, Ben Davis has gone back and so far so at the minute and I, I think Eckingbottom said he wanted six or seven in yeah which which leads us into this whole lack of activity that was just seen at the lane you know six or seven one I think he said one for a fee and the rest would be like loans or frees. Yeah. And we're seeing and we're seeing plenty of players for me who in an ideal world would be targets moving to Bournemouth, to Burnley. You know, the player the teams that have just gone up or the teams that have just come down and we're we're nowhere on that, unsurprisingly. I think there's a few interesting ones batting about, isn't there? Tom Lawrence is an interesting one, no matter what you think of his past. I think yeah, he fits yeah, he fits the bill. Yeah, he 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 kind of fits the bill to replace Gibbs White as well. He's that Link man, and he, he's got a bit of flair about him, and and obviously the the big link for fees, this uh, Bosnian from Malmo. I'm not even going to pretend to try and say his name. Um, Ahmedovic. Well done, Dad. That's I mean that's a shot in the dark. Um, from from what reading in, I can't remember where I read it today, but um, is it Marseille? He's been on loan or somewhere like that. That yeah. wherever he's been in France who've been relegated they've got an obligation to buy him 
they can't afford him because they've been relegated and he doesn't want to go because they've been relegated. So there's every chance that's not going to happen. And then demoted again, yeah. So it's, I think it's waiting to tomorrow before that deal that's been agreed in principle lapses for things to happen. So maybe that might move quickly on the back of tomorrow happening. But other than that, there's not a lot of names being mentioned. You'd imagine the keeper that was here last season one of the people that were looking at bringing back. But I think there's a, yeah, there's a deal on the table for him, isn't there? And, and he said today as well, one of the players we've joked about in the... I think we joked about on the WhatsApp group or certainly in the pub towards the end of the season but he's, as he was still here I see Heckingbottom's telling Jake Eastwood to go out and get some experience he's still got a future at the club but can't get some games somewhere this next season so that that suggests we would still be looking to bring a, a you know a backup keeper in for whereas like you say and he's clearly likes Adam Adam Davis in that respect I, I'm just yeah. disappointed just disappointed that we didn't make any particularly crude jokes about the Bosnian to be honest given his first name but we'll, we'll move on from that we're better than that we're better, we're than, better than that than we don't that. stoop that low we're not we're, we're not better than that at all I guess I guess like you say we, 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 we're clearly missing Gibbs White you know we could could end up losing lose, most likely lose Berger before possibly, you know, before the window is out which doesn't give us much wriggle room anyway um where do you want to see us strengthen, Phil? I think uh, we need a forward. I think this, despite the fact that players are coming back from injury, we've talked at length about McBurney's struggles at United. Billy Sharp's 36, getting on for 37 now. Brewster, who knows whether he gets back to fitness or not. There's there's a big gaping hole there up front. We're drastically short of numbers. Um, but you can make an argument that we need backup and players in every position, almost. Yeah, Pro- probably. The, well, I, I would say fullbacks were looking covered, but then we've got injuries. Obviously, with Bogle, it sounds like he'd be out for a bit longer than hoped. So, doesn't give us any cover for for Baldock, really, unless you play um, Kyron Gordon across there, or again one of the two youngsters who were given a chance last season, and probably isn't right to throw them into that. I'm guessing Ben Osborne's the next one. I'm guessing Ben Osborne's the next cab off the rank with uh, with Baldock then. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, I, to me, I think centre back obviously clearly we, we're linked with Anal from uh, Malmo. Um, we is Anal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I've gone now. That reminds me of the video pick I said earlier. Um, we move on. So um, they've got, I think, midfield's clearly an issue. You know, I mean, as well Lights. as Fleck and Norwood played towards the end of the season, we need we need to bolster there. And you know, it'd be interesting that we've we've got three players who've, I guess, two of whom have been on the fringe, one of whom's been first what disappeared for part of the season out of the team but was back in the team towards you know the back end of a key player we've had them playing international football in in Jebison and Jai and uh, Norrington Davies got some games for Wales and that run around the playoffs Um, I guess does that change our views do we see Norrington Davies potentially coming in to start starting 11 challenging for that place I think I think I'd probably start the season with Norrington Davies at left back Stevens is clearly getting no younger and, and doesn't look a player that he was a few years ago. So 
Davis has got to be the future. I'd, I'd probably start him at the start of the season. I, I think it possibly depends on what happens with Max Lowe. Maybe. Yeah, if Forrest come in for him uh, with a bid that we find acceptable, to have a chance they will. Great, more money in the bit. If they don't, got to look to get. I mean, he was, you know, before he got injured, touted to be the best left back in the division last season. Yeah. I know we've not seen it, but that player now, we may as well, yeah. may as well yeah. try and use him. Use him in some way. Yeah. Midfield as well. There's also potentially Koulibaly uh, to throw into the. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, interesting, isn't it? Again, and someone else who appears to be misquoted based on, again, you see various WhatsApp messages circulating social media where he's seemingly playing down the fact that you know, the Belgian newspapers were, were portraying the wrong side of the story and he's here to work and hopefully get a place in the team. It's going to be hard. It's going to be an adjustment for him coming across from Belgium again. We can't be pinning our hopes on someone like that coming in and, and hitting the ground running and, and adapting to English yeah. football straight away. He he dropped off a cliff in Belgium, so I was going to say he fell away. Yeah. In a, fell away in a beer shot side that plummeted down the league last season, yeah. so um, and ended up getting relegated. So you know, adjusting here and and to be fair, I think if we're going to keep him, I think we have to act quite quickly because as soon as the Belgian season starts. His work permit situation changes. It's a bit like when we tried to sign uh, uh, the player that was in the from French club at the oh, end of last season. Yeah, the, the was about, was That was it. Sorry, Italian. Yeah. So that as soon as they they'd kicked their season and kicked in, or officially kicked in, then his work permit position changed, and that could be the same, I guess, for Koulibaly because yeah. we brought him back earlier than planned, and you know, Pierre shot yeah. were down. Top flight. So, I think top flight points count, obviously higher than second tier points don't they? the second you play in the second tier you revert yeah. to second tier points it's interesting I saw um, is it Phil Rose balls, balls up this ball, uh, earlier today talking about that with some of the players we're linked with you know the whole you know Brexit per, work, work permits bringing the players in is going to get really challenging so, so we've got to treat with caution some of the some of the players we see ourselves linked with in you know, like say in social media and stuff Obviously, the other two that I've mentioned who just had some international exposure in, in Jai and Jebison. Um, I think Jebison came off the bench to score in uh, one of the group games for the England under 19s. They're in the final tomorrow night against the team they've already beaten in the group stage. Obviously, I don't see him starting, but it's interesting, isn't it? He's one of three non top tier players in that squad. There's a lad from Bristol City, Scott, a uh, kid from Peterborough. And then you've got Premier League players, or even I think we've got one from Dortmund and one from Juventus in that squad. So he's, he's up there there's with the only, best of it. There's only three, only three not, uh, outside the top one. Who are owned by? I mean, I think a few have been loaned into Championship yeah, yeah. and League One this last season, but yeah, one of only three left. So I think you know, surely that's got to hopefully lift him. He, you know, he struggled to, to to find his feet a little bit in those games he had towards the end of the season. But any any thoughts on? Yeah, I, I think I mean Jefferson. Obviously, he's been hyped up. I, I actually thought Asula looked better than Jebison at the back end of last season. So there's there's another one potentially to come in there as well. Just while I remember, just thinking about what you said about the amount of non-top flight, flight players in the under-19 squad. Two of our players have just got back from the England under-18s camp. And they were the only two. In fact, no, there was one from Stoke. All of the rest of yeah. those were from Premier League academies. And both um, Oli Arblaster scored in one game and... and scored a penalty in the in the, in the next game and Finley Potter 
played more minutes than anybody else and we didn't concede a goal while he was on the pitch at centre-half. So I think we've potentially Fantastic. got two really good players there. Finley's actually had a, an operation last week to fix his ongoing problem he's had and he's going to be off the grass for maybe a month or so. But from what I'm told, he would have actually gone to Portugal and travelled with the squad. So they obviously rate him really highly down there as well. I mean, just getting these players out on loan and getting them some experience, like Harry Boys has gone out, hasn't he, to um, Forest, Forest Green. Green. Yeah. Forest Green, yeah. Yeah, which is another step up for him. So, um, you know, it's, this is what we want to see, isn't it, from this. There's clearly some talent there. Yeah, and as we've always said, it takes that while to catch up. And the fact we're a championship club now, hopefully temporarily, but again, but we'll maybe give them the chance to progress that little bit quicker. But I think most the majority of them need to go out on loan, don't they? The one, you know, even I know you said Phil that you thought Asuna looked better than Jebison. He still didn't look like he would be anywhere near challenging for a first team shirt if we were if we had a, a fully fit after strike. No, I'd agree completely with that. Neither of them do really. Yeah. And I think Jebison would have stayed at Burton had it not been for injury problems, I'm sure of it. Yeah, he would. And that's quite that's quite a feather in his cap, really, isn't it? I mean, Senegal are no mugs. They're a, a very well regarded side. Sadio Mane is obviously one of the best players in world football, and to go away and spend yeah, some yeah. time playing amongst those. Sadio Mane, then. Mel Hadjouf apparently speaks very highly of him. <laughs> what Sadio Mane? I should, I should hope he does. Uh, no, um, <laughs> and Jai. Yeah. yeah. And obviously they've got a they've got a World Cup coming up, you know. They qualified, so again, it's a, again that that's a, one of our better players could be playing on a, a you know on a huge stage and high profile come the come the late winter, well, late autumn, early winter. So when was the last time we had a player, Sheffield United player, play at a World Cup? I'm not sure we have recent times. I, I can't think of anyone. Didn't. No, it was probably. Nielsen? Nations. I remember watching Sufo, but that would be Cup of yeah, Nations. Yeah, that was Cup, Cup of Nations. Like Flo and stuff like that, we signed them on the, on the back of tournaments, didn't we? Well, I was going to say Nielsen. Did Nielsen play in a World Cup later? Because he played all the way through well, the 90s. Well, was with us. I don't know. It's the only one I can think of that might have been at a squad. Yeah. It, I mean, that would be good, in fairness. That would, that would add an extra dimension to get a, a, an actual, a current Blades player playing at a World Cup. Yeah. That's that's a really good question, you know. Wonder, wonder Nielsen was part of the nineteen ninety four World Cup squad, but did not play any matches in the tournament. Right. Okay. Oh, so that's uh, USA. Yeah, so went to America. So, yeah. I mean, it's one of these, isn't it? I, we took we took pleasure in watching some ex players and players who come through the ranks do that. But you know, hopefully, if you're still wearing the red and white shirt, well, I don't see why you wouldn't be. Touch wood. We don't want to get rid of him. You know, he's, he's key to me for Morgan Gibbs White moving on. His role might have to adapt. So um, it always gives a bit of pleasure to watch uh, one of our one of our own players pull on an international jersey in a big tournament. Definitely. I suppose we might have a few. Norrington Davis as well. Indeed, indeed. And Adam Davis. And Adam Davis potentially. Yeah. Which, which it's bizarre, isn't it, when you think that there's a there's a, there's a player as a reserve goalkeeper in a championship club, yet he's in a World Cup squad for his country. We might never see him play, but we might see him play for Wales in a World Cup potentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
obviously we've got a few things going off off the pitch at the minute. Um, you know, I still see the moans and groans about the training facilities. You see, I, I got a DM from someone the other night saying that there's no training kit arrived from Array yet. You know, it's it's a bit of a shambles. I saw Beer Shop actually launched their away kit yesterday, rather no home kit yet, but they seem to get their training kit as part of United World. So maybe there's not so much in that that, that story I was told, but. I read. I read somewhere that the Adidas contract doesn't actually run out until the first deal to today. So, so that might be why then. Yeah. So, so we're in limbo land at the minute, training in the old Adidas kit. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's. Um, I guess how we're feeling at the minute is it just a kind of for me it feels just a bit of a bit mare until I start to see something happen over the next few weeks. Yeah, just a bit flat. Just I can't, I'm not yeah, not excited once, yet. Once you start seeing videos from Portugal and stuff like that, you know. The, Their fans reading the Twitter remarks from Sheffield United fans thinking they can't be that bad, surely. Do you mean there's a Verde Bremen, Verde Bremen version of Roy's views? <laughs> Andre. I haven't looked yet, but I'm assuming he's getting on there now and he's, uh, he's doing some Google Translate on some uh, German fan site. <laughs> yeah, that's a different kind of German site. But, um, no, I mean, I think, like I say, we, we saw Johnny Tide on on Sunday and he's he's flying out to Portugal so when you start to hear that you get a little little tinge of, of jealousy and a little bit of envy of uh, going to see what bit of pre-season United abroad uh, yeah I think it'll I think it'll start to pick up then even if we haven't really got much else changed in terms of uh, movements in and out I don't know I've just used the word anal movements in and out and German fan sites <laughs> in the space of 30 minutes I'm just <laughs> we haven't podded for a bit we're just warming up <laughs> No, I don't think so. I just it's been good to talk for a bit. I haven't seen you both for a while, so um, looking forward to, like you say, pre-season friendlies won't be too far away, and and the season's not that far away either. So, be good to get back into it and actually get together and and sit and have a drink and a chat properly at some point soon. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much Phil's encapsulated exactly what I was thinking as well. So, yeah, nothing more to add to that really. So hopefully this will this won't be a longer gap between this pod and the next one, and even if we just get some short ones out like this for a, for the next uh, over the next few weeks leading up to the start of the season, and uh, hopefully get back into a regular habit next season, and hopefully have four of into us a rhythm back in into four of us back into rhythm. No, do <laughs> four of us back into a rhythm and four of us uh, back in the chair. Um, something to look forward to. Absolutely. So, maybe that's a good place to wrap it up, and as ever. Same words every time. Up the blades. Up the blades. Are you trainers, John? What are these? No, mate, I've had them for years. Just got them back from being clean. Look really good, don't they? Yeah, really? Is that a thing? Honestly, they look new, mate. They look class. Yeah, it's a thing. Really reasonable, too. Adam Dunn at this place called Glistening Kicks. They're in Sheffield. But fellas are blade, too. Oh, nice one. That says buying new ones, doesn't it? How do I find them? I've got a few pairs I need looking at myself. Absolutely, save, save me someone who's got a bit of a trainer for 
an absolute fortune. You can get them on social media like most things these days. They're on Twitter at Glistening Kicks and Instagram at Glistening underscore Kicks. Or they have a website, www.glisteningkicks.co.uk. Give them a shout. The process is dead easy. They collect them safely and then drop them back off with you. And if you take them round yourself, that process could be even quicker. Um, they look, feel and smell like new and it's I'm, I'm absolutely chuffed and I'm already looking at what pairs I'm going to take down um, next to have him look out for us. Nice one. Cheers for that. I'm going to get on to them straight away. What was their Insta again? At glistening underscore kicks. That's the one. Really good service and I couldn't recommend it enough to any blades. Brilliant. Nice one. All the blades. 